Welcome to podcast two. This is Marketing Beef, according to Jim. And of course, I am Jim. And I want to welcome everybody and thank you for coming back for this podcast. There's a couple of things on this podcast that we're going to be talking about before we really get into the meat of selling retail. And that's what this podcast is about is how to teach or how to give some ideas to ranchers, how to sell their mark, how to sell their beef, their products to the retail consumer. And that's the end user. We're going to make, we're going to miss the middleman. We're going to go right from your farm to their table. That's where they get the term farm to table. And we're going to show you how to do this. It's fun and it's exciting. A lot of people don't like doing it. A lot of people struggle doing it. A lot of people don't do it again. And it's, it's a lot of it's because they're not ready to do it and they don't have things set up properly to get it done. Remember, just remember one thing. Everybody eats food. Nobody doesn't eat food. So everybody is your market. Every person out there is your market. There are some people that not, will, will not eat meat. Very rare. There's a couple of them out there, but we don't really care about them anyway. You're going after all the people that eat meat, and that's 99% of the people out there. So remember, you, you, everybody's going to do it, and you just got to get yourself prepared. And once you get yourself prepared and get everything down right and you're ready to go, it's actually a lot of fun, and it's something you're really going to enjoy doing. But let's get everything down and right first. And our first podcast was all about what we're going to be talking about through and why we made this podcast. This is going to be the start of the real meat of what we're going to be teaching. And we really can't get into selling, really get into talking to people until we get some few things straight. And we got to get them down. So I want you to grab a piece of paper, maybe a tablet and a pen. There's a lot of things you need to write down here and check off as you get them done before you're ready to really go out and start talking to people. It's going to be very important. You do some of these things you just can't miss. And if you go at it willy nilly, or you're just going to throw chance to the wind and just do it off the cuff, you're going to lose and you're going to be very unhappy. It's going to get frustrating. It is not something you're going to enjoy doing and you're going to quit and you're going to go right back to selling to the sale barn. And you don't want to do that. Our goal is to put food in customers' mouths and have long-term customers Customers that love us, we love them, we get to know their names, we want them to come out to the farm, we want them part of your lives, we want them to be eating your products, and we want them to be enjoying it, we want it to be healthy, we want we want all this. This is everything that we want as farmers as, and as ranchers. That's what I wanted when I did it, and this is what I want for you guys to understand too. The first thing we're going to do, there's a few things we need to put in place. First of all, you're dealing with customers, real life people. There's all walks of life, there's going to be people from got every kind of religion background, every kind of political background, ethnic background, beliefs and different things, opinions on everything. And you've got to wear a lot of hats and you've got to be able to brush it all aside. You've got to learn that you're there to help the customer. You don't need to put your opinions, express your opinions to people. You're just there to sell beef. And your opinion is I sell the greatest beef in the world and it's the healthiest beef in the world. That's all they got to know. If they ask you questions about your beliefs on certain things, just say, well, I'm not really into that, but I do have the greatest beef in the world and the healthiest beef in the world. Also, second of all, put yourself in their shoes. So I want you to today, remember, step out of your farm, step out of your ranch, start putting yourself in their position. Look at it through their eyes at your operation. When they come to your farm or they talk to you, I want them, I want you to feel what they feel. What do they see? And that's from the colors you choose on your truck to the logo to the what you wear, your hairstyle, to your employees, to how your farm looks, how you package your beef, how you talk, how you walk, everything. Put yourself in their shoes and their eyes and, and, and try to see what they see. Is there anything that you can improve on? Is there anything that you think is going to detract them from wanting to buy beef from you. 
And there's could be the smallest things. It could be what you wear. It could be how you talk. You could say a swear word. You could you could wear a t-shirt that offends them. You don't want to lose customers in, in really ridiculous ways. So take a step back, put yourself in their shoes, look at your operation and start making notes and do that over about a week or two period and see what you come up with. You'd be surprised what you come up with because you're really seeing it from the inside out. You want to be on the outside looking in. When you get a good firm grasp, you want to get on the computer and look at the internet, look at your website. If you want to buy beef, is it easy for them to buy beef? How do they find your phone number? You want them to be able to pick up the phone and call you right away. Do you Are you easy to find? Do you look like you're, when they go by your farm, is it looking hospitable? Does it look like they want you there? Does it look like you're, you are got a big gate up and barbed wire and and you know they don't really want you there. Is there big dogs running around? You know that detracts from people from going to your farm and wanting to buy beef. Does there signs up saying beef for sale? Do people come out and greet them, or do they have to go to the door and knock 28 times before you come to the door in your robe? Are you ready for them? Is the, is the place they're buying beef clean? Are the freezers well stocked? Are they are they organized? All that stuff. Think about all that before you get started, and that's a lot to think about. But you got to do it because you got to picture them coming to your farm and their first impressions are everything. And they got to have the right, the right impression. They got to have the right impression of your farm, the right impression of you. If you're at a farmer's market, they got to have the right impression of you, your truck, your product, your display. There's just so many things that you're going to be doing. We want them to have a good, positive first impression of yourself. And whatever impression you want to give off, then that's what you give off. Think about this. Group all your employees together. Look at it from the outside. Get them all written down, put their positions on there. Like, what do they do for your farm? It may just be you and your wife. It may be you and your kids. It may be your hired man. Put them all out there. Do you have the right employees in the right positions to do this job? It's kind of a hard question to ask because if your wife isn't very good dealing with people, I probably wouldn't put in front of people. If you got a son who's not really into the operation, you got to think about that. Are you really into it? Do you like talking to people? Are you are you good at it? Can you can you talk to people without stuttering or looking embarrassed or short in sentences? Are you short with them? Are you do you come across with a gruff voice? Do you look mad all the time? Are you hospitable? Do you have manners? All that stuff is going to make a big difference in how much beef they buy if they buy it all. So look at your employees. Are you in the right positions? If they're not in the right positions, find somebody that fills that position correctly. Do you have the right marketing person? Is that person any good at marketing? Do they even care about marketing? Do they want to learn about marketing? Do they even want to get better at marketing? Or they just want to play it by the hip and just kind of see how it goes? Marketing is just a full-time job for your business. It's it's the most important, one of the most important things in your business is this going to be marketing. Without selling your product, you're just raising beef. So find the right people for the right jobs. If they don't like the job, don't put them there. If they're not good at it, don't put them there. Find somebody that can. If you got somebody in marketing knows nothing about computers or hates talking to customers, probably want to put somebody else in there. So really look at that. Put your employees out on a piece of paper. Put their strengths and weaknesses. Fill the you know. Look at your positions. What positions do you need? Are they the right people for them? Can you move them around a little bit so they do so they are in the right positions? Because again, this is long term. You've got to have the right people in the right positions to make your operation work. Without it you're just spinning your wheels. I can't tell you how important it is to have everything set up where your employees are in the right position. Then after that, do your employees know your goals? Have you told your employees what, as an owner, what your goals are? What do you expect from them? What are their job descriptions? What do you want from each of them? What do you expect from each an individual person? And how do you measure it? 
You can't just assume they know what you want. You can't assume they know what your goals are. You have to write it out, tell them exactly what it is that you expect of them, what high goal is, how to measure their success. Is Are they doing good, doing bad? Are they going, is everything going in the direction that you want it to go? As a manager myself for a long time, if you don't let your employees in on what's going on in your head, how do you ever expect them to fulfill it? Put it on paper. Have weekly meetings, real good meetings with your employees. Everything you're thinking about, let them know. When you do a marketing meeting, have all the ideas out there. You start out with telling them what you expect and what you want and what, what you want to achieve. Let them come up with the ideas of how to achieve it. Make them part of everything. Again, if they're if it's just you and you're and you in your mind you see things a certain way or certain goals, but you don't tell them, they're gonna walk around aimlessly not knowing for every decision they make, is this going towards the goal that my owner wants? They have no idea. They so they don't even know what decision to make. Fill them in over and over and over and over what your vision is for the business, what your goals are. It's gotta be measurable. You gotta continually tell them. If it changes, tell them, let them know how they're doing. Give them a job description, keep them updated, know if they're in the right direction, give them power to make decisions. If the decision is going to affect your goal, positive or negatively, they've got to know. So again, a very important step are your employees. Those are the two things about employees that I really, really have to emphasize to you over and over again is the right employees in the right positions and they got to know your goals. They got to know what you're thinking and you've got to hold them accountable and you got to give them, you got to get a description. Okay. So have your meetings with them and, and get them off on the right track. Do they also know a budget? Do you have a budget set up before you get going here? The employee, especially your marketing person has got to know, do I have a budget to work with? Is it zero? So everything I got to do for marketing has to be free or do I have a little bit of a budget that I can go and buy business cards, flyers, hats. I can get on certain um, buying cycles, websites, I can get on to do radio advertising. I mean, whatever your budget is, you got to let them know. And you got to know. So they're not just out spending money willy nilly either. And you got to be able to keep track of expenses. Say, so if you set yourself up for a thousand a month or a thousand every six months, 2,500 what, or even zero. I had a zero budget once that I couldn't spend any money. And so I did everything for free on Facebook and all the buying, all the social media sites that didn't cost me anything. And that's how I did my social, or that's because that's how I did my sales. Once you, once the people realize what they're working with and they can adjust themselves and, and do the marketing the way they want it. So get the budget set out there too. And I hit this again. I hit this on the last podcast and I can't emphasize this again. I'm going to emphasize this just about every podcast I do is do all your employees believe in your product? Do you believe in your product? Are they all combined trying to work on making the very best product they can possibly come up and possibly make possibly come up with is it is it the highest quality are they really going above and beyond to make the pastures the way they should be the water are they moving the cattle are they got the right type of cattle are they finishing them out correctly i mean just everything that goes into production are they are you all on the same page as far as quality so even when they're out talking to people Everybody has got the same thought process on the quality of the beef. If one employee says, well, it's, not, it's all right, it's not too bad, that's going to make a huge difference in sales compared to a guy that's out there or a gal that is just, wow, this is the greatest beef I've ever been around. And I know I'm not just saying because I'm the help produce it. It is so good. It's so healthy for you. 
it's a big difference in, in your conviction and it shows in your voice. So everybody's got to be on the same page as quality and why you want quality, how you anticipate, what your goal is or what your plan of action is to make that product the best product out there. So everybody's on, everybody has the same message when they're talking to customers. Again, it's called communication and everybody's on board with the same thing. And we're kind of flipping around here a little bit, but who's, who makes the final call on all decisions? So if a marketing person or a, or your employees have a decision to make, nobody can agree on anything, who makes the final decision? Do you make the final decision? Do you have a shop foreman who makes the final decision? Um, does your marketing person? What if the husband and wife don't agree on a decision? Who makes a decision? Who makes the final decision? What if the marketing director and yourself are at odds? Who makes the final decision? Somebody's gotta be put up in real, on that meeting day, the hierarchy. I will make the final decision. Popular or not popular, this is how I want to do it. This is my, I'm the one that's got the money wrapped up in this. I am the guy that's going to make the final decision. If it's the marketing person, then you got to designate that. With everybody present, you have to designate that person as the final decision maker, whoever it is. Especially if the, a lot of husband and wife operations and they're both disagree on something. And there's a, you don't want a big fight in front of your employees or a big fight. You want to be able to say, all right, we're going to, We've already decided who makes the final decision in this, in this point or in this situation, and that is so-and-so. So get that in writing. Make sure everybody's on the same page. The next thing is to get started is, I'm kind of jumping around here, but this is a, a real big one I thought of that everybody has a problem with. And this I could do a whole podcast just on this alone. And everybody has different opinions. And some people are scared to death of this, and some people don't aren't scared to death. Some people say, no way in heck am I doing this. Well, the topic is going to be, the question is, will you sell to relatives or friends? And that's a really big decision. I personally will sell to anybody. I believed, I believed in my product so much. I thought it would be, I actually thought it was absolutely ridiculous how anybody would not buy my product. I couldn't fathom it. Some of my, my family are health nuts. Some aren't didn't matter. It was the best tasting beef in the world. And the people that were health, health conscious, it was the healthiest beef in the world. I had them both combined. I was so convinced. There is no reason not to sell to your relatives or your friend if you have good product. Just think about how many relatives do you have? How many friends do you have? They all buy beef. Wouldn't it be ridiculous if you went somewhere and you saw your uncle buying beef from a guy down the road or over the internet from Washington State instead of you? Have you done any farm tours with them? Have you explained to them how you produce your beef? Have you gone out and shown them everything? Have you given them some free samples and say, look, try it. I'm not trying to sell you something you don't need. You're buying it anyway. Why would you not have a, a bona fide market already in place of guaranteed customers to start you off with and a relative or a friend? I, if my friend made a product, I would be insulted if he didn't come to me and ask to buy it. I would want to. I want to support him, especially if it's a really good product. Heck yeah, sell me. I want it. I want to help you out. I want the product. I want high quality. I want everything. You know, I don't want somebody going to follow up with me. I want somebody that's going to stick with me, somebody that knows me. And I'd be insulted if he never came around and asked me to buy his product. Just think of all the, like if, if you had a wedding lately or a graduation, think of the, the guest list that you made up for those, for those occasions. I mean, you can be hundreds and hundreds of people, especially for a wedding nowadays, you know, three, four, 500 people is not uncommon. Well, that's almost 
your closing percentage on those people should be so high that you could just be selling relatives and friends for a living and not even getting out in the general public. And these people are going to also give you referrals. They're going to give you good ratings on Google. They're going to talk you up to neighbors. They're going to continue to buy your beef. And sometimes what happens is we take them for granted. We don't want to, and what is the bad thing is a lot of people take them for granted. They don't want to service them afterwards. They go, ah, they're my relative. I don't need to talk to them afterwards. I don't need to call them and ask them how their beef is and thanking them for the business. I don't need to send them any information on stuff. They're, they're my relative. They're just going to automatically buy from me. Well, that's wrong. They're not going to automatically buy from you. They're people. They have money. They like to spend money wisely. Now, if you approach them, your closing percentage is going to go way high. The only reason they wouldn't buy from you is if you said something or showed something they just didn't agree with or didn't like. But that's a very small percentage. So start with your relatives. Start with your friends. Get the lists out. Get their emails out. A huge market for you. It's already made up. Again, it's going to be so embarrassing if you go around to family reunions or to things and you find out that they bought beef somewhere else. Or maybe they didn't even know you raised beef. I mean, that's even worse. When I was selling cars uh, way back when, if I saw a relative or a, a friend of mine or a neighbor buy a car from a different dealership and I go ask him, you know, why do you buy from them? And he says, I didn't know you sold cars. I mean, what a stupid thing to do. That's a, just a huge waste of money. So get your lists and put them in your computer, which you should already have. Start an email batch and get them all in there and start contacting these people. Only good things can happen. No one is going to yell at you. No one's going to no one's going to make fun of you. No one is going to hit you. No one's going to hang up on you. These are the greatest people to talk to because they're your friends and your relatives already and they're going to listen to you. And if you give them a free sample and they love it, I mean the rest is history. You're going to sell them all kinds of things and it's going to be good for them. They're they're going to benefit by this as you will. I forgot to tell you, you guys can call me or text me at 319-213-4672. You can also email me, marketingforbeef at j at gmail.com. For all you guys that don't have somebody that can help you with the computer part of it, I'm not very good at computers, so I have a, a young man named Tyler Merritt that does it for me. Really good guy, really smart. If you need somebody to help you get on the computer and start doing some things, Give me a call, email me, text me, and I'll get you with Tyler and he can give you a call and give you some ideas and, and he can also give you costs and everything. It would be a great guy to start off with and finish with. He'll stick with you and do everything he can for you and, and uh, really easy to talk to, real easy to deal with, very nice, very personable. And I use him. It took me a long time to find somebody and I just, again, when I like a product or I like somebody, I'm going to recommend him to a lot of people. And if I don't like you, I'm not going to recommend you. If I don't like your product, I'm not going to recommend it. But he's somebody I want to recommend. So get a hold of me. If you've got some computer issues and you just don't know how to do some stuff, um, I can get you set up with Tyler. So that's enough with the relatives and the friends. That should be the first thing you do. Get that down. Next thing is, and this is a surprising, talking to so many farmers and ranchers, this, is, this next one is a really surprising thing to me, and I don't get it, is do you know what your inventory is? Do you know what you have? Do you know how old it is? Do you know each individual cut you have stored? Do you know the prices? Do you know how much cows are? And I'm going to use the generic word cows. It could be steers. It could be heifers, whatever. I'm just going to use the generic name cows. Do you know how many cows you have that are ready to go to be finished or to be processed? Do you have, know how many are coming up? I mean, do you know what you have? And if somebody called up and said, I need 
20 steaks. I need some T-bones, ribeyes, some sirloins. I need some minute steaks. Um, what do you have? I need 300 pounds of hamburger. I need five roasts. Do you have something that you can just easily go to? Or do you have to dig through the freezers and go, well, I got one of these and I got one of these and I got one of these. Do you know your inventory? Do you have any kind of an inventory tracking system? And it could be just real simple on paper, but do you have one written down? So like when you get the beef back from your butcher and it's all processed and packaged and you got it labeled and you got it, the price on it, when you put it into your freezer, are you marking each one down on a piece of paper? Like what cut it is, what the price is, um, what date you got it? Do you, do you have that? So when someone comes in and buys a whole bunch of meat, are you marking it off as you go? Do you, are you marking off all these things? Or are you just kind of willingly throwing food in there and, and, uh, you know, trying to be a good guy and like, well, let me just fill your cooler full of stuff and we'll just, yeah, let me look at it. Uh, it's $400, $300 worth. You have no idea what's even in there. And I see that all the time. And as an owner, I'd, boy, would I be mad. You don't, you got to know what your costs are too. Do you know what it costs you to produce that piece of meat or that quarter of beef or that half or that, that whole beef? Do you know what you actually have in it? So are you keeping track of all your costs on everything to raise, to raise your animals? How, if you don't, how do you know what to charge? How do you know where your break even is? How do you know what it takes to make a profit? How do you know what it, you have, how many units you need to sell a year or a month to make a living? And so many people just do it off the, off the cuff. They don't even have any kind of a tracking system. Why would you do that? So it, there's tracking systems out there or there's just basic ones in a notebook. It doesn't have to be elaborate, but you need to know what your, what your inventory is. And your, your, your employees have to follow it and they have to do it correctly. So when someone comes in and buys 300 pounds worth of beef or 300 pounds worth of hamburger, are they marking down 300 pounds of hamburger in the book and subtracting it and how much money they collected? It's, sometimes it gets to be such a good old boy type of an atmosphere that we don't realize it's a business. And it's a business that you're trying to do to keep you in business for a long time. So get a good inventory system build up. Keep track of the money and the pounds and, and your cost. Do you have a cost book set up? Do you know what it's going to cost you? Do you know what the cost of the animal was that you bought? Do you know what the, how much it costs you a day to feed it? Do you know what it costs day to, to water it? Do you know everything that goes into it? Do you even know what the butcher's charging to, to butcher it? All that's got to go into what you end up charging for that beef. And some people charge such low amount of money, they're wondering, well, I can't make any money doing it retail. Well, Right. You can't make any money doing it the way you're doing it. And if you don't know your cost, I should be able to come up to everyone and say, hey, what's it cost you to produce that, that cow right there? You should be able to look and you should be able to tell me. If you don't, you're, you're not in business. You're not in business to be a business. You're just doing it for the fun of it. So get your inventory stuff. Get your, your cost down. Do you have a way of uh, tracking and keeping track of your customers? Do you have any kind of an inventory sheet of your customers? You should have your customer's name, address, phone number, email. You should. Those are the basic things you should have. You should have the date written down they bought, how much they bought. When you talk to customers, you should also know when they plan on buying next. And you should have that written down on that tracking system. You should have all the information that you can gather on this system. And that can be on paper form. You can have a bulletin board all along your walls that have names and all that information on there. However, you it's easiest for you to keep track is how you should do it. It's your system. I personally liked it on paper. I'm a paper guy. I like to put it up on the wall. I put their name, I put their address, I put the phone number, when they bought, their email, how much they bought. I always ask them when I bought beef, hey, when do you think you're going to be making your next purchase? Will you be 
Will you be purchasing the same type of product you just did now? Will you be buying more or less? Will you buy more? It's going to be a different part of the year. Maybe it's going to be going the cold weather. Do you want more roast next time? Do you want more steaks? Do you want more hamburger minute steaks next time? So then I can have my next order ready for them. Let's say they buy every three months. I can have my next order ready for them by the time that three months comes up and maybe a couple of weeks before that's up, I call them and say, hey, just said you're going to be ready in three months. I put a package together for you. It's ready whenever you want it. It's consistent of, of roast. It's consistent of this many hamburgers, this, this much minute steaks, et cetera, et cetera. And they're going to be impressed by that. They're going to be happy about that. They can't say no because you said, I got one made up for you already. You personalized it. You know why they're doing it. Again, after they buy that, you're going to ask them, hey, when's the next time do you think you'll be purchasing? Next time you purchase, it'll probably be right around Christmas. Do you think you're going to need some prime rib for your Christmas dinner? Do you think you're going to be needing more hamburger? Your kids are going to be home from college. What can I get ready for you for your next purchase? And when would you like me to deliver it? Or when do you want to stop out at the farm and get it? I'll have it all boxed up and ready to go for you. That's powerful, but you got to have some kind of follow-up system. A lot of people sell somebody, they don't even get their phone numbers. They're lucky they even get their names. How are you going to follow up with them and, and like talk to them and say, hey, how was your beef? And what'd your kids think? And how'd you like the flavor? Did you cook it right? Do you want me to give you some ideas? How are you going to do that without a phone number? And how are you going to contact them by email if you don't ask for the email? These are things that everybody forgets to do because they don't want to, they think the customer is going to get mad at them or you're invading privacy or you're doing something wrong by asking people their names and, and all the information you're trying to get from them. Again, if you want to stay in business long-term, you need the information. We don't want to lose a customer, period, because we're too lazy to get their information. It takes two minutes to get their information. When someone bought something from you just now, they're going to give you every bit of information you can possibly ask them. That's just the way buying is. And a lot of it's on their checks they write you, but you just ask them and then say, do you have, can I get your permission to send you some coupons throughout, you know, this time and save you some money in the next purchase? Oh yeah. I mean, no one's going to say no. So you want all that information and you want a place to put it so you can easily access it and easily see it. So you can see, like if this is June, you can see what's coming up in August. So you can get ready you can, and you can see what's coming up in September and you can call these people ahead of time. Say, hey, you're going to be ready to buy. I see it about the middle of July. Are we still on pace for that? Is that something that we uh, need to, I got some product got set up for you. It's already packaged. Would you like it sooner? Are your kids coming home for the summer? Maybe we need to pick up the, the amount of beef we're buying because they're coming home. Oh yeah, I forgot. Johnny and Bill and Lisa are coming home. Boy, they eat a lot. So we better get more hamburger and, and uh, more roast set up. Okay, how much would you like? Well, we probably another, uh, well, I got a special going on. You buy 300 pounds, I give you a 20 pounds for free. Oh, really? So yeah, I only do that once in a while, but since you got all these kids coming home, I thought I'd bring it out. Oh yeah, let's get it done. So those are things that we got we to gotta know so that your marketing person can be making these phone calls all the time uh, or emails and get your next purchase set up. And once you get like hundreds of these customers, she's going to, he or she's going to be on the phone all the time to sell it just going to be nonstop selling. You're going to be packaging beef. You're going to be packaging stuff all day and you're going to have people deliver it. You're going to be getting referrals. You're going to be, it's going to turn into an absolute, you're going to be so, let's just say you're going to be so busy. You're not going to know what hit you. And if you don't have a good system set in place, it's going to be really confusing and it's going to be really, you're just, you're not going to enjoy it. So keep everything from day one in a really good organized way and things will go real smooth for you. When you do get your meat made up by the by the butcher, do yourself a favor, make up some stickers with your logo on it with some bright colors so you can put them on each package. Because when people go into the freezer to get a package of beef out, if your sticker stands out, maybe they got some beef from somebody else they maybe got months ago. Maybe they didn't quite like it, but they still have it. Maybe it's some left over. Your beef is going to stand out. 
So they can't pull out um, and not eat your beef because they, well, we had such a terrible time with the last beef we bought from somebody else. They categorize your beef with theirs. Put your logo on it. Put your sticker on it so they know it's your beef that they're going to be eating. It's very powerful when they open up a freezer and see a bright green or a bright blue or a bright red or white sticker and they know it's from your operation. And when people come over and they grill out with them and they have company over to make to grill steaks or hamburger, when they bring that package out, your sticker is going to be on it. And everybody goes, hey, what's that sticker? Where'd you get this beef from? Oh, I got it from so-and-so operation. Greatest beef I've ever had. Oh, really? And there's phone numbers on there. People go, can I have that sticker? Can I call them? They're like, yeah, absolutely. I'd recommend these guys to anybody. They, this is how they make their beef. They know everything's 100% natural. They don't use steroids. They don't use hormones. They don't use insecticides pesticides they don't use insecticides they don't use any synthetic fertilizers blah 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 they use the the, grass, the greatest uh fresh water every day oh my god they really do and it tastes this good dude they're selling for you and it all starts from a sticker and if you don't have that sticker people think they bought it from a local grocery store and you don't want to give that local grocery store the free accolades this is you so buyers, they're really inexpensive by rolls and rolls of these stickers. You just peel off and put them on each package. Very, very powerful. Okay. And that brings up is the referral system. You can get a, you can build in a referral system. You, you should have that in place. Like when you do sell a customer, what incentive do you have to give them that they can recommend people to you? Do you, you want to offer them free beef? You want to offer them a coupon? You want to offer them a hundred dollar bill for everybody that comes out to your farm or calls you to buy something? It's a lot cheaper to give them something as a for a referral than it is to go out and get new customers. So if you have to give up 100 bucks or 50 bucks or 10 pounds worth of meat or whatever it is for every referral, trust me, it's a lot easier and a lot cheaper doing it this way. Plus these people stay longer. They stay your customer. Once they become your customer, it's your responsibility to keep them. And we're going to teach you how to do that, but you need to get their name, address, phone number, email, and things like that. So get as many customers. The goal here, to be just to be brutally honest, your goal here is to get as many customers as you can, regardless of what it takes. The more customers you have under your belt, I'm going to show you how you can capitalize on that and, and make a lot more money per customer than you ever have before. And I'm not talking about raising prices and selling them. I see this on the internet all the time, how we sell these astronomical dollars that we're trying to sell people, $10, $20 a pound for hamburger and stuff. And, you know, you can sell somebody once, but you, you, a lot of times you're not going to sell them again when you try to do stuff like that. We're talking about long-term. We're talking about long-term customers. We're talking long-term growth. We want your business to stay in business. We want your farm to thrive. We want you to thrive. We want your customers to enjoy themselves and have great experience eating. We want them to do it. We don't feel like they've just been screwed. They got spent all this money. They're getting a little thin piece of meat. No, they want quality. They want value. A lot of guys will pay for it. That's the customers you want. And they're going to give you referrals. So our goal is to get every single customer we can get, uh, regardless of what it takes, because it's cheaper to keep your customers than it is to go get new ones. Are you ready for a farm visit? Your farm visits are going to be incredibly, incredibly important to the longevity of your business. Farm visits are almost a guaranteed sale. Once you get them out to your farm and you're a great host or one of your employees is a great host and they 
enjoy themselves. They make they make these people on the farm tour have such a great time, and they can be so impressed by how you do things, and they even sample some of your your product. 99% of them are going to buy from you that day. They will ask, how do I buy some of this? How can I get some right now? Can I bring some home? Can I get a quarter? Can I get a couple steaks and some hamburger? It doesn't matter how small they buy from you or how big, they're going to buy from you. So have the right person, the right employee, do the farm tour. Someone that's excited about what you're doing, who's great at at telling stories, someone who's proud of what they do, someone that can really show them your operation, how your number one goal is quality and health. And I guarantee you that you will have more customers buying from you than you ever imagined. Have your farm set up. Have it aesthetically nice. Your machinery put away, your lawn mowed, your ATVs are clean, your barns look good. Make sure your cows aren't in a mud pit. People don't want to buy cows that are in a mud pit. They want to buy them when it's on green grass. Try to do farm tours when it's not really crappy outside and when they're freezing cold or when it's going to be rainstormy. Or make sure it's a nice blue sunny day so everything just pops. The grass pops, the cows pop, the trees pop, the smells, the birds, everything. This is going to be a really important thing that you guys want to do a lot. I can't even imagine, I can't emphasize it enough how this, the farm tour is going to be one of your most important marketing things. Make sure your grills are clean. If you're going to grill out for people once a month, you're going to have a party and have invite customers out to do a, a grill party. Are your grills clean or they look like it's all rusty and it's like a mouse been living in it? Make sure everything's spotless before the customers come. Don't clean it in front of them. Have a, if you have to go buy new grates once a month or once every six months, believe me, it's worth the money. Have them spotlessly clean and make sure they're working. Make sure you got all the fuel or all the LP and the, that you have that you need. Have a couple spares. You don't want the grill to go out right in the middle of all your hamburgers. You just wasted all the meat. The customers can't eat. They're going to go home disappointed. You've lost them all over something really silly. So plan your day. Make sure all your lawn chairs are working. No one falls over in a broken chair. They're clean. It's not full of spider webs uh, or mice or dirt. Uh, make sure your tables are clean. All that stuff. Napkins. Make sure your yards, no debris if they want to. Uh, play some games in the yard. If the kids are out running around playing, there's nothing that's going to hurt them. If you get dogs that tend to nip, don't let them be around. Put them in a kennel. Cats, the same way. Keep them away from people. Some people don't like cats. It's these little things that, that really make or break your operation. And you're not going to invite these people out just to one barbecue. You're going to invite them out every couple months. And you're going to have barbecues all the time. You're going to constantly be inviting people out for barbecues. It may be once a month. And you're going to show people your product. And you're going to give it to them. And you're going to let them eat it. And you're, they're going to experience something they've never experienced before, which is farm fresh beef right there on the farm. And I guarantee you, the vast majority of them will be leaving with beef in their car that they bought from you if you do it right. Don't go through the expense and, and go through all this trouble and miss out on simple things that you could have done to solidify the sale. Uh, sign up sheets. Maybe you should have a raffle. Something out there where they, people can sign their name and their email so you can get as many as you can. And then even if they don't buy from you, those are people I'm going to show you later how you're going to be contacting all the time to sell them things and sell them other things or to offer them things. And we'll get them next time. Offer them or say there's going to be a farm tour coming up um, July 8th at uh, 10 o'clock in the morning. We're going we're to have a really good time. We're going to have a bonfire. We're going to have hay wagon rides. We're going to do a farm tour. We're going to show you everything. You'd be surprised how many people come back out and do it, and then they're, they're yours. And it's going to be amazing for you of how much, how many people are just constantly want to buy from you when they're out on your farm all the time. So, and also have it, make sure you have a way of, of a, this is kind of a off the cuff here, but 
Have a uh, way they can pay by credit card. A lot of people buy, they don't pay cash anymore. A lot of people don't even have checks, especially young kids. They don't even know how to write a check. They don't pay by cash. Uh, they pay by debit card or by Venmo or some of these other buying things. You know, sometimes you got to be, you got to be uh, up on the times. You got to be current with some of these young guys, how they do things. And if they can make a payment right on their phone from their bank account to yours, you got to have it set up and you got to be ready for them. And find out two or three different ways that they can do it. Venmo, Cash, PayPal, different things. And Tyler can help you with that. My computer guy, he can set you up on all that stuff and make it work and make it easy. And all you got to do is hit a button and it works. You don't have to, there's no really thought process to it. So give me a call at 319-213-4672 or email me at marketingforbeef at j at gmail.com and I'll get you set up with Tyler. Uh, if you have any questions or you have any comments on any of the stuff I've talked about so far, it's a time to do it and I'll get back to you on it. We'll talk about it next podcast. But Tyler can really help you get set up on a lot of this stuff that you need to do. And it, why, if you don't know how to do it, do what I did. Just get somebody that knows what they're doing and get it done so it's done right. And it, it alleviates a lot of frustrations. I, I really seriously think you ought to do it. More something for you guys. Do you have business cards made up? Do you have flyers made up? Do you have them with you at all times? You should have business cards and flyers in your truck, in your car, at all times. On you, in your wallet, wherever you go, whoever you meet should get a business card or a flyer. This is what I do. My name is Jim Krause. I'm the owner and CEO of Blue Barn Beef or whatever beef company I have. I meticulously try and, and produce the greatest and healthiest beef in the world. And I firmly believe that. Oh, you do? Yes, yes, I do. And uh, by the way, where do you where do you buy your beef and, and why do you buy it there? Now I'm starting a conversation. But you need a business card and a flyer to talk to people. And let me tell you right now, you can talk to anybody. Anybody you run into, you can walk up and say hi, start a conversation. They will not hit you. They will not get mad at you. They will not run. They will not scream. They will stop and listen. And if you give them a smile, shake shake their hand, lose the fear. People don't bite. People are very nice. There's a lot of good people out there. Start a conversation. If you're on an airplane, you're on a bus, you're, you're in Casey's or a convenience store that you're at. If you're at the local pub, if you're at a car lot, if you're at a restaurant, remember every one of those people eat and they buy their product somewhere. And the vast majority are not happy of the product they buy from the local stores. You ask any of them, they'll say it's not good quality stuff anymore. This is a huge opportunity for you. Just talk to them, have something to give them, give them something in your hand. Uh, the business card and a flyer, it opens up a conversation. You're there to open up a conversation. All that is, is, is a starting point to you for you to open up a conversation. Then we'll talk about this in other podcasts is develop a series of questions that you need to ask people. Like, where do you buy your beef? Why do you buy it there? What's the most important thing for you when you buy your products? Why is it so important to you? Do you have a budget? Do you and your husband or your wife ever disagree on what you buy? Do your kids like it? What kind of food do your kids like? Maybe you could develop some really good all beef hot dogs that are healthy for you for once instead of the stuff they put in the stores. Maybe you can get some beef sticks that are extremely good and healthy that you can offer people. I mean, there's so many things you can do once you open up the conversation. Don't be afraid. Don't judge people by how they look. A lot of people look unhappy, but once you talk to them and smile, a lot of them come happy. They like talking to people. They're like, oh my God, someone's paying attention to me. And, and they're asking me questions. Fear is the number one thing that holds you back. If you have fear, it's going to hold you back and you're not going to be as successful as you want it to be. Um, are you willing to learn? Continually read? Are you willing to continually learn how to get better? 
That's the next thing. Do you do you subscribe to any any uh, services for for books? Do you buy books on a continual basis? Do you listen to different podcasts? Do you continually go out and try and better yourself in every in every aspect? Do you do you try to make your body better? Do you try to make your mind better? Do you do you take psychology? Do you read some psychology books? Do you read books on selling? Do you read books on how to approach people? Do you read books on how to cook? how to raise grass better. I mean, all the different things. Are you investing in yourself? How do I get better? How can I come across better? How do I speak better? How's my jargon? Do you speak jargon? Do you speak only language you understand? Do you take the time to to learn so that you can teach people what you're doing and let people know what you're doing? Remember, you have conviction. You love your product. You love your life. You love everything about it. It's your job to convey that into a sale. And the better you get at communicating with people, the better and easier it is going to be for you to do it. When it comes, and this last thing is when you when you're talking to a stranger, you are going to run every now and then into some jerks. You're going to run into some people you just don't like. They're going to rip you. They're going to like. Um, you can't please them for anything. I'm going to tell you right now, there are certain people you just ref, you have to refuse to sell to. If the person you sell to is a jerk, a bad customer, has a history of being a bad customer, drop them. Don't save them. Don't try everything you can to keep them. Get rid of them. And I say this with the 30 years experience, it's not worth it. It's not worth keeping these people. Yeah, there are some people that you're going to have, that you can turn around from being mad to being happy. Yeah, that is true. But there are just plain jerks out there and bad customers. Don't feel bad about dropping them. Um, They're not going to do your business any good. They're not going to give you referrals. All they're going to do is complain. They're going to want their money back. They're going to complain about every piece of meat you've ever sold them. You're never going to make them happy. Just let them go. You don't have to sell them. You're going to have. You're going to be busy enough if you follow this program and you and you listen and learn and do the things I ask you to do. You're going to be busier than you could ever imagine, and you don't need them. The last thing I want to tell you is before I leave here, is remember one thing: money follows the energy. The more you put out there, the more energy you give, the more that you do, the more proactive you are at everything. The money follows, and money isn't the only thing. The reason we're doing this, it's there to keep you in product and keep you on keep the farm forever. It's there so you can keep doing what you love to do for the long term. That's what the money does. It allows you to do this this incredible life that you have. That's what the money does. Okay. It allows you to get the things you need to do to make your farm better, your product better, to raise your kids, to give back to the community. Money is not what you're after. It's the lifestyle. It's the it's helping people. You can see people that enjoy your beef. And you just that first bite they take into your steak or their or their grilled hamburger, and you just their eyes roll back in their head, and it's like, oh my god, this is so good. You know, you did it. The money will follow. You're not chasing money. You're chasing the dream. You're chasing customers. You want them to have a great experience. You want them to love your product. You want them to follow you. You want them to be with you forever. That's what you want. The money will come. Don't go chase money. Chase the right things and the money will be there. Be full of energy. Go out there being the, 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 sole, the sole producer of what you do. Be the authority. When people think of beef, they don't think of anybody else but you. Make them think that way. There is no competition. Don't let the competition beat you. Have the energy. Be proactive. Always be doing things. Have your plan. Have the right employees. Even if it's your kid and he's not good at it, you don't keep him around in your business. Have a follow-up system. Get your logo. Get your get your stickers. Get your system where you can keep track of your inventory. Keep track of your customers. You know, this is the things that we need to have all set up 
before you get started. Have all your employees on the same page. Do your meetings. Have your business cards, your brochures made up. All that stuff. Know your costs. These are not everything you need to do, but these are the main things you need to do before you get going. Drive up on your farm. Is it, a, is it actually, I've done this a couple of times. Grab a complete stranger, give them 20 bucks. Say, drive up on my farm and give me your impression. You're a customer. Just, I want to come back. Give me your impression of my farm. And he goes, what do you mean? I said, I want you as a customer to know you're going to here to buy beef. Give me an impression of what you see on my farm. Get on my website or get on the Facebook, get on Google, figure out where did you go to find me? Where did you go to find my costs? Where did you go to get a hold of me? Was I hard to get a hold of? How did I sound on the phone? How did my employees sound on the phone? What were your first impressions of the employees? All that stuff. It's so eye-opening. If you can do that a couple times with different people, you're going to learn a lot about your farm and you can correct it before you really get going here. So do yourself a favor and do as much of this as you can right now. So when you're ready to go, everything's in order and it's going to be easy from there. I'm going to in this podcast right now. Again, if you want to get a hold of me or Tyler, give me a call or e- or text me at 319-213-4672 or email me at marketingforbeef at j at gmail.com. And I want to thank you for tuning into this podcast. I hope you're learning something next week or yeah, next week we'll get into a different subject. I hope I get some feedback and if there's any topics you want to talk about, please let me know. If you want me to get a hold of Tyler for you, let me know and he can help you with your, your computer stuff that you need to do. So I want you guys to have a good weekend. This is my birthday today, so I'm gonna go out and celebrate right now. Look forward to talking to you again next week.